0: What's up everyone, my name is B, and you are listening to the Brand Eye podcast. This podcast talks about navigating our 20-somethings, the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of our journeys, and learning to embrace every part of your story because your life is your brand and so many people would benefit from just seeing you live authentically. No one has all of the answers, we're all trying to figure it out. This episode is dedicated to NA Auto Repair in Evanston, Illinois. Um, a special shout out to the staff and the two owners that are two brothers because thank you so much for all of your support. And honestly, these guys are a great representation of what it means. follow your passion and to operate in faith as opposed to fear. So if you're in the Chicago region, please be sure to check them out. They are awesome. And they're always looking to support um, small businesses and work with families to ensure that they get good quality service and care for their cars. So thank you so much to NNA. You all are awesome. Are you living with a purpose? That is something that has been on my mind because Victoria, um, someone that was a guest about a month ago on this podcast, texted me and was like, hey, Brandy, I have a prompt for you. And her question was seemingly simple. She asked, what is your passion? And that is one of the questions that gives me so much anxiety. Because it, it's almost, it gives me almost as much anxiety as the question of where do you see yourself in five years? Because answering that question not only makes me take a look at myself in the mirror, but it also makes me hold myself accountable and it also makes me admit what I really want out of my life and I'm someone who I get afraid to admit the things that I want out of life because if they don't come true, I feel like my heart's going to be broken. It'll really hurt. I'll feel like I failed. So, she asked me this question and I've been really grappling with it the past the past week and I keep wondering what is it that I'm passionate about and I I have a bit of an idea. I think that I'm passionate about storytelling. And then it was funny because I then started to see if what I considered to be my passion is socially acceptable. Like, can you be passionate about storytelling? Is that something that makes sense? And when I talk about it now, I'm realizing that, so what? We create our own paths. We create our own passion. So this week, what I am interested in talking about is what it means to break up with ourselves and break up with our fears and our insecurities. I read a book by Paul Angoni. It's such a good book and it's called 101 Questions You Need to Ask Yourself in Your 20s. One of Paul's questions in the book was, what is the best way to break up with yourself? That is a pretty profound question because often when I've been talking about breakups, especially on this podcast and in my everyday conversations, I talk about mainly breaking up with a significant other, sometimes breaking up um, or, you know, ending certain friendships. But breakups are so tough because we're letting go of what was. And When we were in that certain relationship, it may have helped us define who we are. So how we identify, what plans we have for the future, who we want to be, how we want to grow, what we want to do. And then when you're breaking up with that person, you're not only breaking up with them, but you're also breaking up with what could have been. And that's a scary thing because that leads to uncertainty. So life transitions Transitioning from one season to the next is a breakup. It, that's, that is a breakup that we are experiencing internally. And we're leaving behind a version of ourselves, which can cause a lot of uncertainty. And, and um, Paul really speaks to all of these things in this chapter, um, Which I think is great because it really leaves me thinking when I'm leaving behind a version of myself and I'm uncertain, I'm someone who likes to have control. I don't want uncertainty. What I want are clear answers. I want clear steps that will help me get to the next level. I want to be sure that whatever step I'm going to take, I'm going to land gracefully and I'm going to be okay. But when we are transitioning to a new season, there's lots of wandering we are literally left to wander because we're not we're no longer in this space that makes sense. We we no longer have the blueprint or we haven't had time to map everything out. So it's just kind of like we're walking around and sometimes it can feel pretty dark. It can feel pretty scary and it's tough, right? Because when we're trying to define our passions too, I've noticed that That means that I have to leave behind certain parts of myself if I am going to be honest about what I'm passionate about, be honest about what I love. And in some moments, my passion doesn't make sense to me. My why, I don't think that I've really gotten to the core of what my why is. But while exploring that, that causes us to really, really, really learn more about ourselves and take on a new mindset. In Paul's chapter and in his book, he talks about um, the transitional phase in our lives and how that's the most important phase. It's not just something that we have to go through to get to the next level. Rather, it's something that we should really pay attention to. Pay attention to the lessons that we're learning in that season. Pay attention to the things that we learn about ourselves. Pay attention to our likes and our dislikes. What What is, how are we operating? Are we operating out of fear or are we operating solely on faith? And he also talks about how that transitional phase when when a woman is giving birth that's what that that's what that time is called is a transitional phase and although i have not had a baby it's pretty obvious that giving birth is uncomfortable for most people but it leads to such a beautiful gift so how can we learn how to remain intentional and steady in periods of transition because when I see research that says people in their 20s, especially the second half, are the most unhappy out of all of the age ranges, it, it makes sense because 20s usually, I'm learning, is a period of just transition after transition. When I graduated from undergrad, it took me a while to get used to being in the quote unquote real world. I kept saying, I want to go back. I miss college. I miss that little ecosystem that we lived in where our world was so tiny, but so big. And I knew, I knew what my purpose was. I knew exactly what I needed to do um, to get to the next level. I had goals laid out. I knew graduation, that was my end goal in that moment. And building relationships and all of that great stuff came from my desire came from my um, my goal of graduating and because I just wanted to learn. And I think that that's an important lesson that we should take with us into each season is the desire to learn. Because when I started undergrad, I said to myself, I want to prove to myself that I am smart. Because I never believed that I was smart. So when I was leading with curiosity, I was able to learn so much. And that was a scary phase for me, though. Freshman year was scary. Each year was scary. Each semester was scary because it looked different. But I made it through and looking back, now I'm like, oh my gosh, I have the map of what I need to do to get through undergrad. But now I'm being called out of that phase and into the real world where, you know, um, SGA, like the Student Government Association, is not, it's non-existent. Or We don't live in the dorms anymore. Or if you don't have food in your account, it's not like you can just depend on some swipe, like, You legit have to think about budgeting. You have to think about what job is going to get you where and does that job make sense to your career. There's so much for us to think about. There are so many transitions that we have to make. And how do we survive those? What do we do when we are in the season of transition? Because it's something that's constant. We went from graduating high school to now being thrown into the world as adults at 18 or 19 or however however old you were when you graduated life looks different than going to a classroom having lunch having the exact same schedule there are wrenches that are thrown in our plans but the way that we survive these seasons in these moments of transition is not by operating in fear and reverting back to our old ways. Rather, it is being intentional and not running from the pain. Being willing to explore. When you think about faith versus fear and transition, Paul shares this idea that faith is trusting the transition and allowing it to take you to a new place, like trusting that that transition is going to take you to a new place. Whereas fear is trying to go back to where you were because that was what was more comfortable. And when I'm thinking about transitions in my life, of transitioning from grad school to the workforce or from one job to the other, I ask myself now, what was my compass? Was it faith or was it fear? And regrettably, I'd say that in many instances, fear one. But that's okay. It doesn't mean that my life is over. It just means that this is what I've learned about myself. This is some lesson that I can take with me so that I'm able to grow. I have been thinking about my 20s as a 27 year old. And I'm like, man, 20s really are full of transitions. But it was hard for me to articulate what was really a transition for me. And now I can't help but laugh because thinking about going to college was so overwhelming yet exciting. I did not have a plan. I really only got admitted to my undergrad like I think a week and a half before moving, maybe a month. I don't know. I might be being dramatic. I don't know. But it it was not very long. And it was really scary for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to make friends. Am I going to keep the friends that I'm entering into this season with? So many questions. Am I going to do well? What are my professors going to be like? What is a professor? Is it the same as a teacher? So many questions. But now I'm looking back and I'm like, man, I could go back to undergrad and live my best life. I would have no problem. I have the steps I have the map, I have the layout of what I needed to get through it successfully. So I'm learning that transitions are a lot a lot scarier in the beginning stages because they don't make sense. But now when I, when I think about undergrad I'm like you could put me in my history Um, introduction to history for freshmen and I would ace that class. You can put me in some kind of extracurricular activity that I was involved in and I'll be fine. You can have me choose a schedule that works best for my learning style and the way that I want to live my life and I'm good. I'm Gucci. But that's when we start to get comfortable and we get a little too cocky. We forget that There are a lot of lessons that we have to learn. And when we get stuck in or revert to what's comfortable, we're not being stretched. Rather, we are stroking our own egos and we are, we're losing ourselves. We're losing what we could be or who we could be because we're so afraid to look ahead. We're afraid of the uncertainties. And I get it. It's scary. But we also don't want to be stuck. So some of the transitions in my life have been job changes. Like I had to quit a job for the first time ever, I remember, before going to grad school. I was terrified. And then the second time I quit a job, I really wanted to just quote unquote accidentally leave my computer (laughs) at this office and then call my um, boss and be like, oh, by the way, I quit. And I wanted to blame me quitting on so many things. But I was forced to sit down and have a conversation with her. And she was like, I was not expecting this. And I felt bad. And I had to push myself to not go back because they're like, look, you know, do you want to stay? Here are some options that we can talk through. And I was so close to just being like, "Okay, that's going to make them happy. So even though I was unhappy, let me just go back to a place where I was sort of comfortable because it was stability and I know more about this job than I do about the job that I am about to onboard and I really had to push myself to remember why it's important for me to keep moving forward. I've seen transitions in the form of relationships, gaining and losing them or oftentimes there are some some indicators i think that there's it's time for a transition and the indicators for me are i'm no longer happy if it's a friendship i start becoming hypercritical hypersensitive hyper everything and i'm like mm, well why did they look like that or i notice that then i start becoming a mean person because i start picking at every little thing instead of just honoring the fact that Something in my soul is telling me it's time to move on. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them or something wrong with me, but it just means that right now it's time to move to a new season. So if it no longer feels good, I am learning that I have to assess why does it not feel good? And I have to let my quote unquote why or what I'm passionate about, which I'm still trying to figure that out, guide me. I know that community work is extremely important to me. I know that storytelling is extremely important to me. But there's an exercise that I'm learning to do and it's asking, but why? So if I say, I really love going to the beach, I ask myself, but why? And then that helps me dig deeper. And I love going to the beach because I love being by the water and I love, um, feeling the sunshine kiss my skin. And then I ask, but why? And so I just keep asking myself, but why until I get to the core. And when I write this all down on paper, I start to see what that why is. Why do I feel happy about that? Why am I passionate about this? Why is it a dislike of mine? But why? That's something I am learning to ask. And then I'm learning that when we're lost, we're able to explore. Today, um, my friend and I were leaving a meeting together in the city. And I was telling him like, oh my gosh, you have to try this chocolate chip cookie. It took, it takes three days for them to make this cookie. It's a delicious cookie. I'm using my GPS. It's not working. So we're just literally walking back and forth. Because like when I would go one way, it would say I need to go the other way and vice versa. So we walked back and forth um, for about a good 15 minutes. And then I was like, okay, let me open up another GPS because maybe this one isn't right for where we're located in the city. And then that GPS was taking us down some really weird roads. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. okay, you know what? We can just quit. Let's go. And he was like, no, I mean, we're already here. We might as well just keep going. So then we keep going. And then finally I got to a place where I'm like, I'm just going to turn off the GPS because it's not working. So what usually works for me is not working anymore. And eventually we made it to this shop. The cookie was pretty good and he enjoyed it. And then I looked at the time and I was like, oh my goodness, it is time to catch the train and we are going to be stuck in rush hour. And I take the CTA In Chicago. So it's really tight during rush hour and it's stinky and sweaty. And then there's just a lot going on. So I was kind of disappointed, but we were walking behind an older man and this other man was trying to threaten him. So I was just, you know, called the older man over essentially, just like, oh, hi, how are you? Talking to him to try to distract him and to try to, you know, diffuse the situation and come to find out he was lost. And so my friend and I began talking to him and we're like, we'll help you get to your destination. And in this 45 minute conversation, not only did we learn so much, gain new connections, um, and then we helped a man that would potentially be lost, but then all of my feelings of, oh, I should have just done what I usually do and beat the rush hour instead of, um, getting lost in the sauce, trying to find this three-day chocolate chip cookie, then I wouldn't have met this man. If I did not go through all of that, I would not have run into him. I would not have learned about some of the Chicago streets. I would not have learned how that part of downtown works. I would not have learned that this bakery not only has chocolate chip cookies that take three three days to make, but they also have raspberry chocolate chip cookies. They also have some kind of pastry that I've never heard about or um, heard of. And so, and then I learned new stories from my friend and from this older man, Andy. He was great. He was so sweet and was sharing life lessons with us. And that is the beauty of being lost, being confident in being lost, embracing the fact that we don't have all of the answers, but we're going to make it somehow. New relationships in our lives. Equal new possibilities, new chances. And I'm not just talking about relationships with other humans, but new relationships with ourselves. When we enter into relationships with ourselves, we start to get to know ourselves in a new way. The brandy that I was in high school is very different than the brandy 10 years later. The brandy who was, who had a certain work style or style of work. At one job is very different than the brandy at another commun- um, company. So being lost helps us figure out what's working and what's not working. What isn't working for you, and how can you figure out what is working for you? How can you be confident in admitting, you know what, this is not working for me? That's so important. And then ambiguity. It leads to humility because when we don't know all of the answers anymore, then we are forced to learn. We're forced to listen. Now, if we're in a space where we're lost and we don't want to accept any help, that's another challenge that we're going to, that we're, we're well, we That's a whole new set of challenges that we're going to experience because when we're not willing to accept help, when we're not willing to be open and vulnerable, then there's so much that we're missing out on. There's sometimes this feeling that we need to prove ourselves. We need to prove to people that we have it all figured out. But the greatest leaders and the most influential people in my life are all people that have said, I have no idea what I'm doing, but let's figure it out together and that's scary sometimes because we don't always know how people are going to react. And if I'm being honest, I don't think it's it's our business. There's a quote that I love that just basically says how others feel about you is none of your business. And I keep re- reminding myself of that. Because if I would have given in to or yeah, if I would have given in to all of the negative things people have said about me or if I would have changed myself every time someone said I needed to change or if I would have just taken on this, I can fix, fix it all by myself mentality. I would not be where I am. And I'm not saying I'm at the top or anything, but I am saying that I've grown and I've evolved as a human being. So, ambiguity, there's so much beauty in it. There's so much beauty in the new. There's so much beauty and transition. And it may not feel like it. You may be listening to this and thinking that you should have not taken that chance. You may be thinking that this does not apply to you because you can't see the benefits of the decisions that you've made thus far. You may be thinking that right now, You decided to start a business, but you realize that you don't have the funds to keep producing your goods or services or you don't have the expertise or you don't have the customers that you thought you would have. So now you're questioning, should you have done that? Yeah, you should have. Because it's teaching you something, even if that means that that company wasn't for you. It's teaching you something. Even if you're unhappy in this moment. This is your moment. This is your time to shine and ask yourself, but why? Why? Why do I feel unhappy? Why do I feel happy? What are the differences between the activities and the interactions that make me feel happy and those that make me feel unhappy? Why am I so afraid to try something new? There are uh, plenty of things that I've tried that I did not like. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that I should have never tried it. It just means that at least I know what my likes and my dislikes are. I think that it's fascinating that as kids grow up, before they reach the age of one or something, their taste buds change. They are like, like as a child, I loved peas for a while. And then one day I didn't like them. And I see it in my nieces and nephews. Like I always try to be that cool aunt who's like, oh my gosh, I got you your favorite snack. And these little kids will look at me like, I don't eat that anymore. And it's beautiful that they are able to let go of who they were or what was. So when we have this scarcity mindset or when we're operating in fear, that's how we get stuck. That's how we lose sight. That's how we become arrogant because it's like, well, I know everything you want to be successful. Look at me. And that's not true. Success comes from the ability to be confidently lost, the ability to explore the ambiguous moments, the ability to find the new chances that derive from the new relationships and vice versa, the new relationships that derive from the new chances. It's such a beautiful thing. So this week, as you think about, well, just as you are thinking through what you want to do with your life or as you try to assess what's working and what's not working, or if you try to figure out what your passion is, think about the transitions. What are the transitional seasons? Or what season are you in right now? Are you in a season of transition? And if so, how can you how can you grow from it? How can you learn from it? How can you be intentional? Instead of just running and trying to numb it, because sometimes we try to numb things like um, sometimes if we get out of a relationship and we try to just start dating other people right away, that may be your way of healing. But are you really healing? When I was going through a breakup at one point, I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to fill every second so that I'm not feeling that pain that I feel of having lost my best friend. And then. I started to beg. Like, well, you know what? Let me just chill out. I don't have the energy to pretend like I'm okay or pretend like I'm really interested in someone that I'm not because it becomes exhausting to try to fill that void with things that aren't fulfilling or people that don't make us feel good. So as you continue to figure out what your passion is and navigate this season of transition, I encourage you to think about the best way to break up with yourself. How do you need to break up with yourself in this season? What do you need to let go of? Who do you need to embrace? Who is this new you that you need to embrace? Are you being resistant to the change and the growth that are waiting on the other side of this for you? Are you resistant to the new skills and the new wisdom that you're going to develop? It's so important to think about. My quote of the week is a passage from Polly Angoni's book, and it reads, So right now, if you feel like your life is in major transition, that's normal. Stay calm, hold on, and stay intentional. Maybe, Transitions aren't something to fly through, but something to marinate in. And my questions, plural, of the week are also from Paul Angoni's book that read, Where is your transition trying to lead you? What is it telling you about the future you want to transition into? Take a moment and think about this. So I hope that you will join me in thinking about this and check in with me. So thank you so much for tuning into the Brandi podcast to get all of the updates about what's going on. Please be sure to follow me at Brandi podcast on Instagram and like and subscribe on any of the platforms that you're listening on. Also, please leave me a review. DM me. Let me know how things are going. Please give me feedback because that is extremely important to me. Have a lovely week.